G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It's just amazing how many things are out there that can rob us of the peace that God intends for us to have in our lives. What we need to do is to learn how to deal with the peace robbers. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we finish up this week, indeed this year, by taking another look at the peace that God has for you from a different perspective. And do stick with me because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet. But this is the very last week that it'll be available, so don't miss out. The thought of being asleep at night in our homes and having a burglar break in, it's frightening, isn't it? I mean, imagine you're lying in bed in the middle of the night and you hear someone in the house. The alarm, the fear. Not just robbing us of a TV set and the jewellery, They're robbing us of a good night's sleep. It's like that in life. It seems that there are so many people and things out there that want to rob us of our peace. We can be going along just fine and someone says or does something and it just steals our peace and our joy. We need to pursue peace deliberately to make peace a priority in our lives. Peace makes such a difference, not only to our own lives, but to all the people around us. And if we're going to live a life of peace, we have to do it on purpose. We need to know how to deal with the peace robbers. Over these last four weeks, we've been talking about peace. There will be no peace as long as we don't make peace with God because all of our shortcomings, all of the things we've done wrong are rebellion against God. We've all done it. We've all sinned. I know, people don't like to use the word sin anymore. It sounds judgmental. It sounds old-fashioned. But we're not like that when we go to a court and we see someone being convicted of a crime. We want them to be punished. We have this innate sense of justice. We get that from God. That's why we like that. And when we rebel against God, what we deserve is to be punished. We deserve his anger. We deserve his wrath. We deserve his judgment. If you've ever read any of the Old Testament of the Bible, it's the story of Israel struggling with God. They could never live up to his standard of perfection. And so his plan for peace happened that first Christmas, Jesus. And God's peace is about three things. It's about his safety. It's about him blessing us in our lives. And it's about what to me is the most important thing, the assurance of his presence with me. And until we accept that peace, until we go to him and say, you know something, God, I believe you sent Jesus for me. I believe that Jesus went to that cross for me. Lord, forgive me for all I've done wrong. Until we acknowledge and accept, can I tell you something? There's not going to be any peace. Yesterday on the program, we read a very short verse, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 11, where Peter writes this, Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Those two go hand in hand. A few years ago, I was listening to someone speaking who challenged me in just this way to take a deliberate decision for peace, and it changed my life. 
change my outlook. Peace just doesn't flop in our laps. Even when we've made peace with God through Jesus, even when we've repented, old-fashioned word again, turned away from the evil to do good, the world out there wants to rob us of our peace. And it's a big thing to learn to deal with those peace robbers. The whole world, people, their foibles, their weaknesses, failures, their deliberate acts, circumstances, things just happen, they rob us of our peace. I'm a really organised person. I have a place for everything and everything in its place. The milk goes on the bottom tray on the inside of the fridge door on one side. It always goes there. I cannot believe other people in my family don't put it in that place. And, you know, if you're like that, God is going to put some people around you to deal with that problem in your life. I'm an on-time person. I spent 10 years in the army, and they taught us that on-time is five minutes early. I'm a time manager. The worst thing you can do to me is waste my time. If you're like that, God is going to put some people in your life who are going to deal with that problem in you. All the time, there are going to be people who don't match up to our expectations, Often it's not their fault, it's just who they are, it's just how God's made them. Now, we have a choice. We can let them rob us of our peace or we can let it wash by. Oh boy, that can be hard sometimes. I want to grip the table and grit my teeth. and But we have to learn to let some of those things wash by. And when we do that, a light switches on in us. For me, that light was the fact that losing my peace isn't going to make it any better. In fact, when I lose my peace over something small and stupid... It's going to make my life a whole bunch worse. You know, we can storm around in that self-righteous kind of anger and huff. Now, some people find this a lot easier than I do. Maybe you're one of these naturally easygoing people. I've had to learn easygoing. I've had to learn that 99% of the things that try and rob me of the peace that Jesus died to give me aren't worth it. I'm a perfectionist. And I've had to learn that I can spend my life in a rage most of the time because a whole bunch of the people around me aren't, or I can get over it. Now, doesn't mean that I still don't set high standards in our ministry or in our family. It doesn't mean that we pitch for the lowest common denominator. Not at all. It means that I have to take into my heart that when I walk in love and gentleness, I have to forgive people instantaneously, even before they do things because I know what they're like, to value them for the wonderful gifts that God's woven into their DNA and accept the things that I'd rather change as part of that blessed bundle. Not easy some days. The question is, how much do you want peace? Pursue peace. Seek it out and pursue it. It's a deliberate decision. It's learning to die to myself. I don't know about you, but my self, my selfish nature, isn't always in such a great hurry to die, you know? It wants to hang around. It wants to hang on to me and ruin my peace. How much do you want peace? Because just a little while ago, we looked at the fact that Jesus came at Christmas to this earth, the Prince of Peace, to bring you peace and me peace with God. As we look forward to this next year, how much do we want peace? We're prepared to spend some time with God every day, to drink in his peace. We're prepared 
to turn away from the evil stuff and do good, to get right with God in our day-to-day lives and our behavior, to, to actually change some of the wrong things that we do as God reveals them to us along the way. Are we prepared to rely on God and to walk in love and to not let those little things rob us of our peace? Because I've got to tell you something. When we make a decision to pursue peace, when we make a decision that says, Jesus Christ died to give me peace with God and peace on this earth, no matter what happens to me, and I'm going to live that peace. When I roll out of bed and put my feet on the deck, I'm going to look God in the eye every morning and say, Lord, I believe for your peace today, and I'm going to do everything that I need to do to live that peace. When we take that decision, it makes a huge difference to our lives. When we just accept people for what they are and let the little things run by, every day making a deliberate decision, I am going to live in peace today. And when those little peace robbers come attacking me, and they will, I'll just let them wash by. Sure, we have to deal with things and we have to set them right, but I will accept those people the way they are. It's God's plan. Dying to self brings peace. Dying to self means loving other people. The love that God has for you, whatever you have going on in your life at the moment, however challenging things may be, is something that words can't describe. And sadly, all too often, we can completely lose sight of the enormity of that love, His love. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, The Shepherd Heart of God, at this special time of the year. Because God's Word, man, God's Word is alive and active, amen? So I'm praying that He'll help you to experience the enormity of His love for you through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular booklet will be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time on Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.